Some people's work, we're trying to get all up in their business. That's what we had in the HR files today with our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. Oh, Big Brother. We also spoke about Big Brother maybe getting inside Kelly Jordan with the hormones. <laughs> Wait a second. That whole sentence sounded terrible. Uh, we also had a very entertaining friend or foe. Yeah, we did. And Kelly Jordan, is he redeeming himself with... His maybe it's just me. Man, thanks to Corey who sent that one in. Anyway, it's all right now on the podcast. You'll hear what we're talking about. Kelly Wood. I want to stay home, but Big Brother has to be invited. That's what we have up today in the HR files as we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. Uh, it says here, my work has given me the option to start working from home again. So this listener sent a long message here to the Kelly Wood Instagram DMs, if you will, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it during COVID. I've always wanted to get back to it since we've been back. The issue is that I loved it because I could get my work done very quickly at home and then have the rest of the day to myself. But my work is now telling me if I work from home, I must have a camera on at all times and they can pull it up whenever they want during my work hours. (laughs) This feels like spying to me. How will I know there isn't someone watching not during work hours. That's weird. I mean, it seems very intrusive because right. as an employer, what yeah, it it just it brings up a ton of privacy issues because what if like you give them access to control that camera and someone's controlling it yeah, when you're, you're not working. Or right. Yeah. And like you can block it out, but I've still got sound. Yeah. That's just that that's a huge invasion of privacy. So you I mean, think this is bunk, right? I don't like Maybe they don't want people working from home, so they're making it so bad. Yeah, but I don't even know that that would. I mean, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a lawyer. I, nope. You know, I don't pretend to be. I don't know the legalities of that, but it does not seem like that's on the up and up. And all day, even during work hours, that seems like a little much to be able to pop on a camera. And yeah, just it's check weird. On you. I, yeah. Like if you if the employer has that many trust issues, then. Maybe this person shouldn't be working from the house. Right. It's just, it's like, okay, well, we're going to have you time track your time when you're working from home. Like, that can be a thing. Like, they want to track productivity or, you know, have you ever seen those things about people uh, getting these, like, mouse tracks, like a... like a treadmill that your your mouse is on, oh, so it looks yeah. like you're active all day. Like your green dot on Teams never goes away. Man, I didn't know about that. They track that stuff. If you look on Teams or Slack or some other things, it will show if you've been inactive for a certain amount of time. You'll go yellow or red, and no some way. companies will track your web based activity. And then, like, yeah, it's this whole thing. Like, uh, they can you can buy this thing that'll make it look like your mouse is moving. But some companies, IT departments, are catching that. I was gonna that. say, I feel like they've probably come up with a hack for that already. Yeah, the treadmill, I don't know how you would because it's a manual thing. But yeah, like people, like they're gone. They're out of the office, uh, and then makes it look like you're at the office working. So that's a whole other offshoot from this problem. Uh, yeah, I'd say no way, Jose. I mean, I could understand. Turning your camera on for a meeting. One of the freelance websites that I work for for doing podcasts, they are able to look at your screen. So if you're clocking hours, they can look at your screen to make sure you have to give them access to that. And they do, they do give you a camera so that if, if it shows that you're working, they can pop on that camera at any time to make sure you're sitting by your computer. Dude. Weird. Yeah. Kelly, you already got a big brother in your house, I man. know. I do, man. I honest to God, not to scare Kelly, because this will just throw him in. But I just, I unplug that camera when I'm not working. I, they, I'm, they probably still have battery power or something. Who knows what they've heard. Well, do you, have to, you have to pop into like a certain application for that to yeah. work then? Yeah. I have to I have to be working through their website, and then they, can, they just have access to everything. So that way I can't be sitting in front of my computer looking at other things and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, <laughs> doing research for this show. Mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> Because otherwise I could just be sitting there and they don't know what the hell I'm looking at and I could be clocking hours so they can see that I'm there and also look at my screen at the same time. Huh. This is too big brothery for me, huh. man. Yeah. But you don't go to work. And this is like my counter argument here. You don't go to work and work from the second you punch in to you punch out. Even like a good employee will walk around, yeah. and, you know, goof off, get coffee, talk with people, the gossip, all, whatever it is. 
I you're t- still wasting time at work. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, though, there are companies out there that time track every second of an employee's day, like the Amazon Good stuff God. that we've heard. Well, right, yeah, yeah, and it's a, they will look down to the seconds on where you are losing productivity. Good lord, that sounds like a fun place to work. Yeah. Dude, Kelly, yeah. you and I would be fired. Oh, like I can't imagine. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine what our report would look like. We would be working for like 50 minutes. Like you've lost 30 minutes of productivity. How's you're that actually, even possible? You're losing. <laughs> you're losing the company money right now somehow. <laughs> We we're operating in the red now. So on this, you're saying like, hey, this is probably too much. Yeah, that uh, the, uh, that's big I, coming from a corporate stooge. Kelly, I think you better look into what they got you doing here. I probably should. I should probably do a little research. <laughs> no, man, I was hungry for money. I just let them do it. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, like even with that, you got to be careful about what permissions that you grant. That's the whole TikTok thing, man. When you hit agree, that you like you open them up to go into the back end of your phone. Yeah, and it kind of it, but yeah, share whatever you share, desktops, what you share, like internally with IT departments. Like our IT department doesn't have it anymore, but you used to have the ability to take over somebody's computer remotely. Yeah, and that's a big privacy risk. Yeah, well, you can do that here, but a warning pops up, like yeah, like somebody's doing it. You can yeah. do it over Teams. I'd be careful and don't just say yes because you want to appease. You know, corporate overlords. Yeah, the, the corporate stooges of the world. That's right. Fight back, right. brother. Well, we got we kind of got to the bottom of this one, I guess. It's funky, man. <laughs> yeah, it is funky. But we'll do it again next week when we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. See ya. Kelly and Wood. All right, it's time to play Win the Intern's Lunch with our favorite intern from Germany, Sandro. And we got someone on the phone ready to play right now. Allison, are you ready? I'm ready. So we asked Sandro some questions yesterday about this great land of ours, Okay. Okay. We recorded his responses, and you just have to guess, will he get the answers right or wrong? Sounds good. All right. First question we asked Sandro was? Uh, What is our nation's Independence Day? Right. The original Independence Day. Mm -hmm. When did that happen? Will Sandro know that one? Yes. All right. Let's see what Sandro said. All right, Sandro, we're going to put you to the test. All right. First of all, do you know when America's Independence Day is? Yeah. What is it? 1776. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> will he get that right or wrong? <laughs> I, mean, I think he's going to get it right. What year did the first Independence Day happen? You, you already gave us the answer. 1776. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he got that one right out the gate. Hit the ground running. Didn't even take a second to think about it. All right. So, you got that one. You're doing good. You just got to get best two out of three, okay? All right. All right, what was the next question we asked, Sandro? Of course, Christmas, Christopher Columbus discovered this country, and we have a song for it. Christmas, uh, Christopher Columbus, <laughs> I keep saying Christmas, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Will he know the rest of those lyrics? No. All right, let's see how Sandro did. Finish this. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue he had three ships and left from Spain. Wow, I didn't even know there was more to that. Oh, dude, there's like a I full- thought it ended at Columbus sailed the ocean. Oh, that's a full-on song, dude. Well, I'm going to learn something today. Yeah, Sandro, what is it after that part? He had three <laughs> ships and left from Spain. You. To, well, I know that he didn't immediately arrived in North America. That doesn't rhyme. <laughs> Is it supposed to rhyme? It just flows right off the top. No, it's not. It's not a song. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. He had three ships and left from Spain. He sailed through sunshine, wind, and rain. He sailed by night. He sailed by day. He used the stars to find his way. Columbus also helped him know which way the way to go. There you go. Dude, it, cool. it goes on and on. I, keep going. I think we get the gist. 90 sailors were we on board. What we is that? Is that a rap out. song? We know it all turned out. <laughs> Man, he got it. Oh, no, he didn't get that one, but you got that one right, Allison. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Do you want to see if he can do a clean sweep and guess if he got the last one? Why not? You've already won his lunch, That's so you're, true. Al- you're already a winner. All right, let's let's go for it. What, we, what, we asked him what is the what was the first capital city of the United States? Well, he know that one. Uh, no. All right, let's see for the clean sweep. All right, Sandro, where was the first capital of the United States? Um, Do you know what the capital is now? 
<laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Washington, D.C. Okay. That's right, that's right. Just making sure. Make sure you know. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> there was one before Washington, D.C. Was it New York City? That's be a good guess. Is that your guess? Or was it the New England area? Was I know the first settlements were in New England, right? Right. It was around there. There were one of them. <laughs> one of the. I, I'd say. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. Mm. That would I'm, be. I'm gonna say New York City. I'm gonna. Ooh. City of brotherly love. Philadelphia. 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 Oh, yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Man, Allison, you did good. You got a clean sweep this morning. Awesome. And Sandro does not get to sample American cuisine today. He has to go hungry because you won the intern's lunch. Guten Tag. Thanks. Kelly and Woods, small town salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Meyer Grove, Minnesota, population 180. Now they are home to Minnesota's longest running community band, spanning 132 years. And I bet they're just getting started. And that's why Meyer Grove, Minnesota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Kelly and Wood. Sometimes that hangover can almost make you want to give up drinking. Almost. Almost. Make you want to give up drinking. Well, Wood says that there's a new cure for it. Uh, yeah, a listener texted this in. I uh, was in Lisa said, hey, there is a new treatment with injections. Okay. It's a hormone injection that you will go ahead and get the day of if you're going to go crazy that night. Oh, it's a pre a prerequisite. Right. You can go ahead and get it. It's a quick 30 to 60 minute procedure to combating hangover symptoms. If you do that, it kind of sets you up. Your body rehydrates a lot easier. Everything gets going and boom, off you go. Now, I know that there's like the IV stuff that a lot of the people li- do. Liquid IV, the stuff that you drink, which I think is just like pure sodium. Like I think it makes your body retain water really i think that's what that does i'm not 100 sure you see some of in like las vegas where like you can go in and even like i know at some music oh, talking, festivals they'll oh, yeah. go around and do that yeah i thought you were talking about the liquid iv that you drink you're Dude. talking about an yeah i remember this at like concerts they'll have like the hangover mobile and you go in there and i think they just like inject you with a bunch of saline solution or something which honestly is crazy to me yeah right like i mean at what point in time are are you thinking maybe just not go as crazy the night right. before. But it's hard, dude. Like, that's what you don't get because you don't drink. It's mm-hmm. like when you're in that moment and you're having drinks and the party is going, you your your alcohol-soaked brain will mm-hmm. tell you it's worth every, every pain that you're going to feel tomorrow. Don't stop. Get it, get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, you're just like, I am trash. I am the scum of the earth. Now, but maybe also a part of it for me is I, I hate needles. Right? Hate needles. I don't mind them that much. Like, I've donated plasma. Not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Now, those are big needles. That's a big old needle, yeah. Now, have you ever gotten one of these IV things the day before or the day after? No, only because I was like, eh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like, look, if I'm going to be stupid enough to drink myself to a hangover. That's the price you pay. Pay the the price. Because maybe then next time, which never will happen, but maybe next time you'll be smart enough to not go so hard in the paint. But, like, this texture sent this thing in. If you would sit down... Boom, you sit down, could be, in, Could out. be cured in minutes. Well, my, my thought is always, too, like, who's sticking that IV in my arm? I'm sure they're trained professionals. Uh, are they? That's what my wife does. No, you I know. Y- your wife is a trained professional. Right. Is that? But even where your wife works, sometimes you get that new person, and you get a little nervous sometimes. You're like, well, how many times have they done this? I could not do that to other other people. Oh, hell no. Honestly, Andrea told me, she's like, I will never, when she first started working there, yeah. I'm going to work the front desk. I can never do that. Right. Now, she can do it in her sleep and stuff like that. I yeah. Mean, it's cr- I don't know. I'm going to skip the IV, though. Like I, I just really feel like, hey, I brought this on myself. I will see it to the end. So you'll skip the IV. What about the pre-hormone? Shot. Boom. Do I give it to myself, or do I got to have somebody else I give assume, it? I stick it, do I let's go say you could butt, give it to yourself. It- like, if you could go to the grocery store, buy it on the shelf, it's a little single shot right there in the keister, and you're good to go that night. I probably would do that then, which makes me feel gross. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you feel like a gross human being saying like, yeah, I'd probably do that. Other people, like Michelle says, the word hormone being involved with the injection is a hard no for me. I'm not messing with anything like that. That makes sense. Other people, absolutely. How much? 
The party won't stop if we can do this. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there would be no stop signs in my head then. Because I'd be like, I'm going to feel fine tomorrow. Bring on the rumple mints. Oh, is that, yeah. is that the trouble spot for you? That, well, it's 100 proof. It's a 100 proof shot, and I can drink it like water. That's the icy roads Oh, ahead. man, I'm cringing just thinking about it right now, though. <laughs> Brian Riley, you ever shot rumple mints? Yeah. Have you ever had a dead Nazi? Oh, rumple mints and Jägermeister. And is, is there I, an, I couldn't tell you what it the is. The dead Nazi with a gold tooth is Rumpelmans, Goldschlager, Schlager, Jägermeister. Who invents the name of these drinks? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I don't remember much after taking one of those. No. Ugh. Ugh. It's too early to be talking about this. But if you Give had me a that shot, shot. <laughs> Give me that shot right now. What's up, man? Would you take this shot, do you think? No way. <laughs> Hangovers are the worst, but I'd rather stick to sleeping them off and drinking them off to pee you like. Yeah, I get that. So you're not letting them do this. You're not. You're not getting the injection. I just don't trust some hormone injection. Right. You just. You never know what kind of other side effects you'll get. Isn't it funny that we will douse our livers with alcohol, which is technically poison? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to something like this, we're like, hey, wait a second. Oh, oh, what is in that thing? Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yeah, it sure is. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score, put it on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes. That's where we have a restaurant who opened up in the morning, and when they walked in, they realized they had no seafood. Now, you can imagine a Florida restaurant, they probably have some nice fresh seafood. In fact, they had a lobster tank there. Grab a fishing pole. And it was empty. So, they did what any good restaurant owner would do. We called 911. So, where authorities were there, they also got another report of a nearby grocery store saying, Hey, we have a gentleman in here who's trying to sell us shrimp and lobster. <laughs> Just out of what? A sack? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, the uh, authorities said, oh, I think we know exactly where your uh, lobster and shrimp are. Drove over there, and wouldn't you know it, 50-year-old Luis Manser was trying to make a sale. Now, the manager at the grocery store said, let me think. I, let me run some numbers in my back on my shrimp guy right? before I give you an answer. Luis said, fear not, I got a little shopping to do anyways. Perfect. Went around the store, picked up some groceries, went to the register, and paid for his groceries with a stolen credit card. One crime at a time, sir. You would think. So as Luis was waiting for the manager to return to find out if he's going to buy this $950 worth of shrimp and lobster, <laughs> authorities walked up and said, hey, not only did you steal that shrimp and lobster, but you also stole this credit card you bought these groceries with. I wish he would have tried to pay for the groceries with shrimp and lobster. Manser quickly tried to shake the authorities, but you can imagine he didn't get far. No. He was quickly apprehended and arrested on both counts. Boy, that would be that would be tough to steal. Shrimp and lobster? Well, you just got to do it by the handful, right? At least yeah. the shrimp. The, sh- the lobster would be tough, though. Well, lobsters, they got the rubber bands on their hands. And they can live out of water, right? Yeah. Can't they? Okay. Yeah. All right, well, let's get this one a score, shall we? Come on. I'm going to score stealing shrimp and lobster feels trashy to me. Or is it a high-class crime? Is feels that a white, classy to me. Is that a white-collar crime? Feels classy. All right, we won't score that one, then. I mean, no, it gets points. Okay, 150 points. Trying to sell it on the street. That's trashy. Anytime someone tries to sell you meat on the street, I'd be... That's a hard pass. I'd be a little apprehensive. I'm not trusting any refrigeration unit there. <laughs> My dad did that one time. They're, they were driving around with like a freezer full of meat in the back of this tiny little pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a sucker for those guys. And I could not... You mean the mafia? I could not identify <laughs> one piece of meat that came out of that box that he bought. Yeah. It was all odd shapes. What, what was... Is it trimmings? What is it? Yeah. And it was tough as nails, too. That was some animal those guys hit with their car <laughs> earlier that day. It was just funny because I'm like, is that a steak? Is that a... What is that? Yes. <laughs> meat. All right, moving on. Uh, and then trying to buy groceries with a stolen credit card. Mm-hmm. Strategy. 175 points, trashy to be precise. Um, what else? Uh, he was arrested. That's 75. Yeah. What else do we got? You got the you got the stolen credit card in there. Got right? the stolen, but this is a low score. Hey, it was a quick story. After he, yesterday, I didn't. Yeah. You, know, you can't go too big today. I was gonna say, you know what happened? We burned. We flew too close to the sun yesterday mm-hmm. on wings of trash. All right. Well, here we go. I got a score for you today. This might be one of the lowest scores ever. If I miss something, I apologize. Come on. Today, our shrimp and lobster selling gentlemen. Earns himself pretty low. 550. Trashy. Kelly and Wood.
Oh, man, I hate this segment. All right, minute to win it up right now in the show where we throw out a topic and we have one minute to get as many things in that topic out as possible. The last person to throw out their suggestion wins. Right. It doesn't matter if you get one or a thousand. If you have the last one, you win. Okay. Now, I said, let's go with, how about this? Condiments. Condiments. Yes, yeah, something you would put on a cheeseburger. <sighs> All right. Well, only on a cheeseburger? Well, I mean, getting that mindset. What I put, what I might put on a brat might be different. Just hit the timer, All please, right. and you can ask your questions. All right, we got sixty seconds mm-hmm. on the timer. Is everybody ready? Yes. Minute yep. to win it. Let's go. Peanut butter, ketchup, mustard, horseradish, honey mustard. Oh, honey mustard on a burger. Uh, try, hey, don't knock until you try it. Okay, Dijon mustard. Nice. Now, it's not the same as stone mustard. Stone's got, like, those seeds in it, Yeah, I think that's... So, Uh, stone mustard. Ranch. Barbecue sauce. Ooh. Sriracha. Ooh. Dang, I had sriracha. There's a shortage of that, I heard. Is marinara sauce? Mariana on a burger, but I guess uh, well, I've had a pizza it's a condiment sauce. Pizza burger before. That's okay. a okay. sauce. Uh, well, jelly, salsa. Did a someone burger? say? Did someone say ranch? I did. Yeah. How about blue cheese? Nobody said pickles, right? No, no one, no one said pi- lettuce, onion, nacho cheese, Ooh. mayonnaise. Oh, relish. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, cheddar cheese. Uh, Did anyone say ketchup yet? Yeah. Yes. Oh, all right. Uh, onions. Oh. Onions. Did we say onions? I don't think so. Butter. Uh, pepper jack cheese. Aioli. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Hold on. I don't think you said pepper jack cheese. Yeah. I don't think that's a condiment. <laughs> How is that cheddar cheese? Is? No, it's a, that's an ingredient, dude. Ch- cheddar cheese. cheese is a full. You go to the store, buy pepper jack cheese. Well, either way, condiment. Wood, Wood said, what'd you say? Aioli. Aioli. Isn't he, that mayo? No, that's mayo mixed with garlic. It's a very right. specific. It's very, very fancy. You poor. <laughs> I don't need to keep rubbing it into my face. I don't make any money. We, But we needed to really narrow that down. Because I said nacho cheese. That isn't really a condiment. Yeah, I, I said onions. Said marinara that's, sauce. <laughs> but because you dip a cheese stick in marinara sauce, it's a condiment. <laughs> that was that was too vague. Oh, that was way oh. too vague. Then how about this? You're in charge of coming up with a topic. No. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I have enough anxiety over just trying to come up. Because if I come up with a topic, I'm going to do it tonight. And I'm going to have a long list tomorrow. Go for it. All right, fine. Doesn't matter. Tomorrow, you just have to have the last one. A little, la- little less anxiety for me tomorrow. Beatboxers. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Rozelle. Uh, uh, the Fat Boys. <laughs> that's two more that, than I do. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, Wood wins it this morning. A minute to win it. Kevin and Wood. Run your foe. The game with three possible outcomes. We want to see what these two plan on saying first before we get to playing. Maddie, Ashley can't hear you, but what way are you leaning? Um, right now I'm leaning more towards friend. Okay. Um, I feel kind about her last two times trying to go but i might change it at the last minute i'm not sure yeah and you can do in. that yep you have the freedom to do whatever you would like okay okay all right i'm gonna we're gonna put you on hold now and we're gonna see what her plan is okay okay all right hold on ashley are you there yep all right so right now maddie can't hear you okay mm-hmm. but we just want to know which way are you leaning are you thinking friend or foe foe oh really yeah. okay you're going for the going for the knee shooters <laughs> huh i know <laughs> I know it. That's all right. Hey, go big or go home. I think the kids say these days. That is a saying. Good job, yeah. Kelly. All right, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Maddie back on with us. Okay. All right, Maddie, are you there? Yep. All right. So, quick recap: If you both say friend, each of you gets one ticket to Winstock. If one of you says foe, the other one says friend. The person who says foe gets both tickets to Winstock. The person who says friend gets nothing. If you both decide to screw each other over and say foe, you each get nothing, and we go to the 99 texter. Okay. All right. All right. Now, here in a moment, I'm going to do a count backwards from three, and when I do get to one, you have to announce whether or not you're going to say friend or foe. You have to say it very loud, no hesitation. If you hesitate, boom, you automatically lose, and you're done. Okay? Does everyone understand? Yep. All right. We need to hear friend or throw when we count back from three here. Three, two, one. Foe. That's what you call the old royal screw job. <laughs> Alrighty. Now wait a sec, Maddie, you were gonna say friend at first, but you thought about it and you changed your mind. Why? Um, I kinda figured she was gonna say foe too, so I kinda just tried to screw us both over. 
<laughs> it worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, here's the thing. You both could still win because right now, if you want to text in Winstock to 320-656-9453, you could be in for it. Well, I want to ask you, Ashley. Ashley, are you upset you stuck with foe? No. No. Well, she would have said friend. She's still not going. I know. I'm just asking. Maybe she'd be happy yeah, no. to see somebody else get to go. <laughs> All right, so text in Winstock right now for your shot at going to Winstock. Yep. And uh, you can win the tickets. That's how Friend or Foe works. So you want to tune in every time you hear that we're going to play it, because even if you don't get through, you can still win. That's right. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Again, thank you to Corey for sending this to me last night. I was like, dude, that is interesting. Corey must share the same type of mind I do. Okay. So... We all use salt. Wood, I know you love your salt. Dang right. You salt the outside of your burrito. You salt the out, salt the outside of your pizza rolls. Don't try until you try it. There's nothing safe. Mm-hmm. Well, that salt may come from deep beneath the earth under Lake Erie. There is a salt mine under Lake Erie that stretches for about three miles. Currently, it stretches for about three miles. It's going to keep growing. The salt is left over from a giant inland sea that they say existed about 400 million years ago that stretched from Michigan to New York. And this salt that's under Lake Erie is a remnant of that. Which, to me, I can't think of a more terrifying place to work than underneath one of the Great Lakes. A gigantic lake? Yeah. Knowing that Lake Erie would be above your head the entire time you're working. So how they get salt out of there? They mine it. They go down there. There's mine. There's people working down there. Does the lake leak in? No. There, there's, so, there's enough rock between them and the bottom of the lake. So this mine is deep, man. Whoa. Can you even imagine? I'm now, claustrophobic thinking about that. Now, I would imagine, I think Lake Erie is the shallowest of the Great Lakes. Couldn't tell you. It does. I think Lake Superior is the deepest, and Lake Erie is the shallowest, I believe. But the Lake Erie is the biggest one? No, Lake Superior is the biggest. Oh, okay. Lake Superior. Lake Erie is the warmest and shallowest of the five Great Lakes. Look at that. I just knew that off the top of my head. That's impressive. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Yes, it is. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so they go, they and they can they ship it all over the country. But that's where they get it from is underneath Lake Erie. There's a salt mine down there. And you know what's really creepy is the pictures that are here. It's like they leave these pillars of, of salt to, to hold the roof up. Mm-hmm. Or I guess the bottom of the lake, the roof of the mine. And that's all that's holding tr- trillions of gallons of water back. <laughs> New. Oh, my gosh. It's still even scarier to think that Lake Erie is still 210 feet deep at its yeah. deepest point. And that's the shallowest. Superior is 1,330 yeah. feet. Lake Superior is pretty impressive, man. No. Once it's like an start, ocean. Yeah. I love, you know, I love Lake Superior. Right. I, I wanted to be in the Coast Guard on Lake Superior when I was like 16, 17 years old. I saw them doing like some maneuvering yeah. and whatnot. You know, what, you know what convinced me not to do it? We were on a school field trip up there in the winter one time, and I saw the Coast Guard out there diving in the water in the winter. Like doing a simulated, <laughs> I was like, hell no. Yeah. Like I am not diving onto ice. Now I'll pass on that one. <laughs> right. Radio, here I come. Hats off to them, though. I mean, yeah. I, nothing but respect for those guys. But when I saw that, I was like, there is no way that I could muster up the huevos to jump off that boat in the wintertime. And then you saw an MC Hammer music video and I was life like, changed. Shift change. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, so the next time you salt the outside of your pizza rolls, Wood, uh, don't hate. That salt, that salt might be coming from underneath Lake Erie. Oh. This was a good one. Not bad. Corey, thank you for sending this in. You maybe just breathed life back into maybe it's just me. And you might be listening to me like, dude, I don't even care. I I hate this segment. Well, that's fine. You can do that. But you have to know that I'm going to have another one for you tomorrow that maybe another listener will help me out with. Or maybe I'll find it on my own. It doesn't matter because sometimes only I find them interesting. And I don't mind saying that. (laughs) Maybe it's just me. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to the bonus track, our first break from 5.40 in the morning. That was fun talking about our first cars that we ever had. Yeah. That led to a ton of text pouring in, so thank you to everyone who texted this morning. And then we also found out Kelly Jordan being the guiding light <laughs> in the lessons of love. In a budding romance, if you That's will. That's right. All right, it's, all, it's in our bonus track. It's our first break from 5.40 in the morning. If you missed it, you got it right now. Kelly and Wood. We're not really that close to the weekend, but man, we're getting over the hump, as they say. Hey, I'm a week out, baby. I'm a week out of vacation. March Madness. Yes, sir. 
Which I, means I have to take a vacation then, too. Well, it's just better if we right. both take It doesn't a make any sense for one of us to be here. Because it's, it's weird. It's odd. I'm, Brian Riley did a nice job filling in for of you. Of course he did. He's a radio professional. A radio man, if you will. Of course. I need some time off in April, by the way. Okay. So just so you know. Well, thanks for so, letting me know. So that means you have to take some time off, too. Yeah, we get that. It's for my wife's mom's memorial. So, you know, kind, oh, of, okay. kind of important that we're there. turn and burn. Yeah, kind of important that we're there. So, Understood. Anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, here we are ready to do it this morning. Dude, I have such anxiety over the next few days of snow that's headed our way. It's not. Honestly, I just pulled up the weather, and it doesn't look too bad. So right. for, like, the St. Cloud area, it's supposed to start a little bit today. The, the thing that sucks is just that rain... Snow, snow mix, mix. and yeah. then tonight it kind of kicks in, and it looks like more Thursday night now. Looks like the storms got pushed back, but it's only to call for like two and a half inches of snow. Oh, that's nothing. That's what I'm saying. Now Saturday they're saying like three inches of snow in Saturday, but that's, that's Saturday. Still nothing. Still nothing. Now I have something. So my wife and I work opposite schedules. I've told you this. You yes, know, everyone knows. Lucky this. you. Now I'm going to hustle home before she leaves for work. I like her to drive the truck. When in there, there's any, when there's any sort of inclement weather, because that truck is might as well be a monster truck. Well, it's it, you know, it has four wheel drive. Now that doesn't help. I because whenever I say this, like oh, it doesn't help a nice. No, but I'm it's aware. got it's got some deep tread tires though too. Well, not only that, but also if, if she did, God forbid, go off the road, a I feel like she's going to be a lot safer in that truck. Right? She, it's not like she drives an unsafe car. She drives a nice Kia SUV. Right. It's beautiful. But if she's in the truck, maybe she could just drive herself out. Right. Or you know, as I said, God forbid she hits somebody or somebody hits her. I feel like she's a lot more protected in that. Now, it's interesting because I have never leased any sort of vehicle. Okay. I actually used to work at car dealerships. Right. So did I. Now, this was back in the 90s, and I got told that a lease is a sucker's play. Dave Ramsey calls it a fleece. Now, but here's the deal. in Outside of like very certain windows right yeah like if you're somebody who doesn't drive a car a lot it's perfect for you well I, and i'm starting to wonder if maybe this should be a good idea for my wife guess how many miles she put on her car in the last year how many to honest to god guess okay uh six thousand thirty four hundred miles that's it she is the Holy. little old lady who drives to church and home Dang, that is so low. Well, because if we ever go anywhere, we take the truck. Right. If I'm ever going anywhere, obviously we're going in the truck. I have her drive. She really only drives to work yeah. if it's not the family. She puts like no miles on her car at all. And I'm wondering, well, maybe if she has low miles, put her in something new. Well, you know, I had a I had a boss who he was like, I know that leasing a car financially is not the smart thing to do, mm-hmm. but one, he made a ton of money, so he didn't care. And he and likes he, new cars. And he was like, I like getting a new car every three years, so why not? There he's, it like, is. I'm gonna, he's like, either have a car payment, and I think when you get to a certain, you know, level of money making, you know, a little car payment doesn't even matter to you, mm-hmm. you know? To me, I'd be like, Lord, am I ever going to get out from underneath this car? Well, shoot, what was it? That we, we had that story like a couple months ago. It was something like 40% of Americans have a car payment over $1,000 a month. That is bonkers to me. I remember I had a friend who, <laughs> at one time I had a friend. A single friend. That was it. And he's not even my friend anymore. So now <laughs> I am. What a friendship it was. Oh, it was glorious. But I remember he got in a divorce. He got a divorce, right? And it was just a bitter, nasty, ugly divorce. And he wanted to like make his wife, his ex-wife jealous for some reason. So he goes and buys like this $80,000 truck. Mm-hmm. His payment was something like $1,500 a month on that thing. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And he wasn't ma- he was probably making maybe eighty five grand a year, so doing okay. Pretty but, good, yeah. But not for a $1,500 a month right. car payment. Plus, then you got your mortgage, which is, you know, $1,800, whatever Did it is. Have kids and stuff, too? Yeah. Oh, what a moron. She, uh, I, honestly, I don't know him. I don't know her. Yeah. I agree with her in the divorce. Right. <laughs> it was so <laughs> mad. She's 100% right. And it was a super nice truck. I think that I have been driving used cars for so long, I don't even care anymore. I yeah. just, as, as long as it gets me from point A to point B, I don't even care. My truck is starting to get kind of rusty, as every model of this truck does in the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just don't care that much. You get to that point. I, get embar- I, I don't want my kids to be picked up in a bucket at school, though. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. Because I, I used to get picked up in that car. The Ford LTD two-door with a door that was heavier than any car that's on the road right now. 
Those doors used to you would open it up and it would pump, it would fall into the grass. So you'd have to you'd have to pull ahead a little bit so you could like unwedge it from the grass and get it closed and again. Slam it shut. Yeah. So that's the only thing. I don't want my kids being picked up in a in a bucket at school. But other than that, I just don't care. That is the thing. You remember it used to be a real, real bad thing if you got your finger caught in the car door. Oh man, you're probably gonna lose it. I remember once I got my finger slammed in the trunk hood Ooh. of my grandma's car. And but now I don't I mean I still don't recommend you go out and Probably do not it. A good idea. But it's more lightweight doors and everything like that. It's got to be easier. Now some of these doors like self-close, which I right. think maybe they rebound like a garage door. I don't know. Back in the day though, you you'd probably be able to count to 9 after that incident right? because it was bad news, man. That was bad magumbo if you got your finger slammed in one of those boat doors. Yeah. So but that's the only thing. But I haven't a man having a $1500 a month car payment my my wife. I, I'm not going to get into it. It's stupid. It's no, not, it's not even interesting. No, I'm just saying my wife's uncle, who's on the radio down in Houston, mm-hmm. who has a very good paying job on the radio because that's a big city. He's bought all his kids brand new cars. He has three kids and they all have brand new cars. Oh my god, brand new! I'm talking off the showroom floor, brand new. No, man, you, your your first car needs to be a hand me down. Isn't it funny? It has to be right. And isn't it fun to think back at what a bucket that first car, that Ford LTD, or not the LTD, the Caprice Classic, I always tell you about. That thing is legendary in my circle of friends. And not only that, but think how much pride you have in it, the right. care you take oh on it. Oh, my gosh. And if you get something handed brand new to you right out the box, you're going to treat it like a piece of junk because what mm-hmm. does it matter? I'll go get a new... No, you can't do that, man. you got to come up. you got to set those expectations low yep. and have them grind to get towards something. I don't think I had a nice car until I was like maybe 21 is when I bought. That's when I was doing my HVAC work. I don't know if I told you that. I went to school for HVAC. Rumor has it. You yeah. graduated. And so when I was doing that kind of work, I was actually making some decent money. I bought a brand new car. Yeah. A Blazer. A 96 Blazer. I just, I don't know about the whole leasing thing. I always see it on TV and I think, ah, maybe that's not a bad deal. But I had a buddy of mine who leased a car. And he ate up the miles in like the first three months he oh, had Oh, dude. I drive, I drive probably 25,000 miles a year. Mm-hmm. In my, so I, there's no way I could lease a car ever. Brandon texts in, $1,000 vehicle payments are common these days. They trucks are incredibly expensive. Now, trucks are, yeah. Trucks hold their value, though, too. Like, if you go to trade in a truck, it's, want, it holds its value pretty well. I wonder about buy my rust bucket, though, out there. I, I bet you can still get for thing. it, man, because people it's my, need trucks. A, a few more payments, and she's all mine, though. So. People need trucks. My first car from Brian in uh, Grand Forks says was a 95 Buick LeSabre. Heck yeah, dude. That's a banging car right hey, there. I, I had myself a uh, Buick as well. Still most comfortable car I ever owned. Mine was... It rode smooth. My, I think my favorite car, though, was my... Uh, I think it was an 89 uh, Chevy Corsica. That was my favorite, like, early car I ever had. It was a five-speed. You had multiple Corsicas? No. The, oh, that's still the a, first one. I okay. had a Caprice. Then I had the Isuzu Pup. Then I had the Chevy Corsica. Then I got the brand-new Blazer. That what Corsica, a lineup that is. That Corsica was sweet, though, dude. A five-speed with two 12-inch subs in the trunk. Uh, Jennifer, leaving for vacation tomorrow morning. Headed what? down to Florida. Oh, good for you, Jennifer. Thanks for texting in mm-hmm. this morning. So we were... <laughs> <laughs> As we go into the snowiest week of our lives, we were uh, we were talking in the break before this one about your first car that you right. had, and I was talking about mine was like an '82 Caprice Classic. Yours was a Buick Park Avenue Whoa. with a Star Wars sticker on the back window that I didn't know what it meant. Heck yeah, man! Mm-hmm. So people have been texting in their first car. I, I, these these deserve some attention, Wood. Yeah, Brian and Grand Forks says uh, the '95 Buick Lesabre. Jack, oh, nice. my first was a '69 Plymouth Ferry. I don't even know what that looks like my first car was an oldsmobile delta 88 97 oh. or a, a 1971 vega manual three speed from marlene marlene texted that that yeah. one sounds made up <laughs> i typed in plymouth ferry and the picture of like a boat ferry popped up so I don't, that must not be a popular one kurt my first vehicle is a 1979 ford f100 I bet you that thing's probably worth money now. Probably. Those are sweet looking trucks. And some of those old box trucks that have gotten like yeah. built and like re- refurbished, you see those at like the uh, car auctions and stuff. If I ever get to the point where I'm making good money in my life, which mm-hmm. it's look, not looking that way, but I would buy, I would rather have a classic truck than a classic car. I'm with you. They just look so cool. 1980 Cadillac Fleetwood Burham was Bro- my oh, first no, car. Broham. Broham? Yeah, that, I think Broham, didn't that mean that it had the, the, uh, Vinyl top or whatever, or mm-hmm. the the cloth rag top. That's yeah. what they call it. Yeah, I think uh, that's what the broham was. I Jan, think. 
69 Chevy Chevelle. My God, if you kept that thing. Oh, that would be nice, huh? Mine was a 76 Malibu Classic four-door, and each door was a different color. Yeah! Yeah. Oh, look at Josh, 1991 Ford Festiva. Ooh. About 11 more since. How the hell are you still finding them, Josh? Congratulations, Josh. You have the world's largest collection of Ford Festivas. That was not Ford's finest moment, Josh. No no offense. No offense. Other people texting in, Sarah, Sean, and I are on our way to vacation. That must be nice. Brandon, 1996 Ford Escort. Escort was a decent car. Was it? What it was I, they do? They made a Ford Escort GT, and mm-hmm. I think I I could be wrong because ninety nine percent of the time I am, but I think it had a Mustang motor in it. Okay, man. It, it was the it was the Escort GT, and I think it was actually really fast. My cousin had a Ford Escort wagon, and that thing was not fast. <laughs> it was not cool. Matt, nineteen eighty six Ford Tempo. Oh yeah, the Ford Tempo was a classic. Sandra, ninety seventy four Dodge Dart Slant. I remember, sounds like a football player. We're going to run the Dodge Dart Slant on three. I remember I dated a girl who had a Ford Probe, and that was yeah. one. Of the, that was one of the ugliest cars I think Ford ever put out. I'd take one of Josh's Festivas over the Ford Probe. The eighty six Ford Tempo, seventy six Nova, then a seventy nine Trans Am from Jason. Dang, I, Jason. Much, Jason was cool. Yeah. Jason was that kid. Jason probably had some ladies with him there yeah, as well. He was that kid. Sherry, 1978 Vega. Four Escort GT had a Mazda four-cylinder, okay, and it was, was not super fast. I had one from Josh. I was a little off. I, I prefaced it by saying I may be a little off on this one. <laughs> Mustang motor. That's what Kelly is pulling up to the light and telling everybody. It's got a Mustang motor in it. Want to run them for slips? I, well, okay, there was some, maybe it was a truck. Was it the Fort Nala? Did the Ford Typhoon have a Corvette motor in it? The, the pickup truck? I don't know if Ford would have a Corvette motor I, in I'm it. I'm sorry. Did, <laughs> you know what? Moving on. What no, a race for slips, man. It was. I think it was the the the, uh, the the Chevy Blazer Typhoon. I think yeah. that had a Corvette motor in it. Some of those, like the Ford Light. Remember the old Ford Lightnings? Those were the yes. coolest trucks on the road. Those things were sweet looking, man. <sighs> Boy, what a fun trip down memory lane that was. What are you going to do? Yeah. First cars, that, they got to be a junker. They have to be. Uh, Marlene said mine was a pea green car, paid 150 bucks for it, traded it for a 74 Roadrunner three months later. Jeez. That car is probably very rich now. Lori, 74 Nova. Man. The, the, a lot of these cars would be cool if they were in great condition. Although the 74 Nova, I don't think was a very good looking car. The no-go. What does that mean? Nova means no-go in Spanish. Oh. That's why it was a complete flop in Spanish-speaking countries. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I should know that. Dave says, Kelly, you know you grew up poor if you think an Escort was a nice car. I did grow up poor, so thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> hey, my dad died like five years ago, too. Oh, you want to bring stop. that up? <laughs> Don't you dare. Thoughts and prayers, Gil. Jesus. That's right. Love you, Dad. Um, all right. Speaking so, of dad moments, you were telling me you had a dad moment yesterday. My son... Came and he got in the car, and him and my daughter were whispering to each other. I said, "Hey guys, no, you don't. It's rude to whisper in front of other people. What's going on here?" And so Vinny's like, "My son Vincent is like, I don't know, Dad. It's embarrassing. I don't want to say it's embarrassing." I was like, "You don't ever have to be embarrassed to tell me anything." Mm-hmm. And uh, come to find out that my son Vincent, some girl, one of her friends said, "Hey, uh, I'm not going to put the little girl's name on the air, no. but uh, she was like, hey, this person likes you." And so my son was like, kind of. A little, I think he was a little happy about it. Well, why not? It's the first like crush, and I said, "Well, do you like her?" And he just started. He just got a big old smile on his face. Nice. Now, my first thought is this: kids can be very cruel, and my son is a good-looking kid. So I'm like, "All right, it stands to reason that a girl would like him." And he's got a tad exotic to him. He's dark-skinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got, he's got that Mexican look to him, but. I'm like, are they messing with him? Like, are they messing with my son? Because my son tends to get kind of bullied a little bit at school. Mm-hmm. Um, he, my son is autistic, if you don't know. And so he gets, you know, he's got some speech issues and things like that. And so I'm like, are they messing with him? Like, are, are, they, are they just saying that this girl likes him and then it's gonna, they're going to make fun of him later or something? But I was proud because he was like, I don't know, Dad. I don't know if they're messing with me or not, but she's cute and whatever. And I was like, okay, that's, that's a good barometer to go into this with right you know be be guarded Mm -hmm. because i remember the first girl i had a crush on the reason why i think this way it has nothing to do with my son my son's a great kid Mm -hmm. i remember the first crush i had on a girl her name was georgine i think the statute of limitations is up on me using her name Mm -hmm. her name was georgine she was the it girl in school i was not the it boy okay i was a nerd 
We saw from the pictures. Right. Yeah. Big old buck teeth. You didn't have to tell us. We knew. Uh, mullet, mm-hmm. permed in back, spiked on top. I was just, I, I was horrible. Yeah. So she was like, yes, I will go with you, but you cannot tell anybody. Now, it took me a while. I left. I was so happy. when I was like, oh, my God, I got my first girlfriend. On cloud nine. And then as I you know, started to walk home from the mall or wherever we were hanging out that day, I was like, wait a second. Why can't I tell anybody? And I think it started to click in my little you know, 12-year-old brain. Like, oh, she's embarrassed that she said she would go with me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm very scarred on young relationships. But, hey, big deal. You shot your shot, man. I sure did. Georgine was her name, and, man... Everybody wanted to date Georgine. Now, I was a husky child, you know, mm-hmm. so sometimes maybe I didn't have the greatest luck with the ladies. Right. And once I got a note from a secret admirer. Oh, man. And it was the talk of second grade. We couldn't figure out who it was. I bet it was. It was actually a couple of my boys playing a joke on me. <laughs> and I did shoot my shot with about four girls in class. Like, hey, yeah. Angela, let's I know make- this was you. She's like, ew. I'm like, nah, wonder. Let's make this happen. <laughs> let's move on down. The- Jenny! <laughs> no? No. Dang, Zach, this guy looks like your handwriting. As everyone's laughing behind me, you know. Hey, learn to try young. That's my thing. That's why I told my son. You know, now he's taking it to a little bit of a a larger scale, where he's pretty much looking for a girlfriend with dynamite at this point in time. But you know what? Here's the thing. I've always said, you know, the old saying of, you know, you never know. You know, who knows? Go ask that pretty girl out. Now, go ask that pretty boy out. Whatever it is, go ask him out because you never know. Now, maybe they say yes and they won't let anyone know like you. Right. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe they say yes and you, you find love. Here's what, I, here's what I will teach my son now that it seems like maybe he's starting to get interested in girls. And I mean no disrespect by this at all because sometimes people are like, well, that sounds really harsh. But I, I'm, I will tell my son that girls are not magical. Don't be afraid of them because I always was. Like the pretty girl, I thought they were a different species than I was. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I will tell him, like, hey, they're no different than you. They're not magical in any way, shape, or form. They're just really good looking. Yeah. That's, that's what they got going for them right now. Well, I think it was Charlize Theron who once said, she says, I never get asked out. Right. And it's probably because everyone's like, oh, well, that's Charlize Theron. No one's, you know, I can't go out with her. And she never gets asked out. And I, then here comes some ugly dude with confidence. Right. And boom. Now his knows? wife is Charlize Theron. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, man, you never know until you know. Had I not gotten on the radio and had a small amount of success mm-hmm. in Austin, Texas, I never would have had the courage to talk to my wife. Oh, she didn't want to go out with the enemies. No, not at all. And now I think she regrets it. Oh, well, yeah. I think she was blinded by, you know, Boogie mm-hmm. from the radio station. Fam, he's not the Boogie no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it gave me confidence to talk to people because, like, everybody already knew who I was. So I didn't have to, like, introduce myself. So yeah. I had, I never would have gotten such a pretty wife. I married the boogie. Now I'm married to Mr. Kelly. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> Every I, I, night she just cries. I, yeah, I, if she could go back in time. I miss you, boogie. Please go save me, Mr. Boogie. <laughs> I hate Mr. Kelly. All right. Hey, oh, oh I don't hey. think my wife has ever said that. No. To the best of my knowledge. That's right. her face. Should we do some history? Come on. Let's go. It was on this day... All the way back in 1817. I gotta reset this. No. It's playing out of one channel again. Well, I, from what I heard there, that uh, song sucked no, anyway. Well, because you only heard it out of one ear. No, I'm you gotta pretty get sure the, my other ear was thankful. You gotta get the stereo experience here. Okay. All right, it was on this day, all the way back. As soon as this reloads, all the way back in 1817. Company is kind of like a building. Building. Stocks are the bricks of the building. Building. If you want to yep, still you sucks. own part of it, stocks are sold on the stock market. A company is kind of The New York like Stock Exchange is founded. I'm so glad we went back from that. Dude, this is good. I have no idea how stocks work. This is good. Listen. Now, if you buy some stocks, you will own some shares of the companies you pick. But please beware. The market is tricky. Stocks can be risky. I have no idea what's going on. Stocks. Still, I'm a grown man. If I, I wouldn't even know how to buy one. No, like, I, I would need someone to help me even just buy one stock. Like my parents have all this stuff and like dividends, and then there's like a taxes you have to right. pay on it and everything. I'm like, oh, look, I buy TurboTax out of a box. <laughs> Press six buttons and I'm done. Yeah. Tax take me 45 minutes, Dad. I wouldn't know how to do it. Yeah. Hope, I hope one day to have enough money to buy a stock. It, a single just, one, just one before I die. <laughs> Kids, you can live off those dividends. You, I bought Coke today, guys. You gotta, you get a nickel every month. Thanks to dear old Dad. <laughs> 
Uh, can you can you like will stocks to your kids? Yeah, because I got a bunch of stock from my grandma for like AT and T. She used to be like I said a phone what operator. The hell? No wonder you don't care about retirement like I do. You're already set. I don't know what I have. I don't even know where they're at. Like I don't know if I, if it's like a piece of paper I need. Or if it's like, I just call them up, I'm like, I need my stock. <laughs> Boy, we live on two different rails. Yeah, it was something. Two different rails. AT&T stock has to be worth a fortune. I couldn't tell you. Maybe. That's why you don't care. Okay, now I get it. Mm-hmm. It's all starting to make sense. Uh, on this day in 1993. This looks pretty disgusting, Beavis. Yeah. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead debuted on MTV. I, that was a show that you were the cool kids if you got to, if your parents let you watch it. Yeah. My parents did not. How, how did that reboot go? Didn't they reboot it? I think I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't. No, see. It's not a show that held up well. No, but Mike Judge, the creator of Beavis and Butthead, is hilarious. A genius, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like Office Space, King of the Hill, and they're rebooting King of the Hill on uh, Hulu. So, but that I, show was good when it was on. But King yeah. of the Hill or Beavis and Butthead? Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. But uh, I don't again, even. Know, when I go 12. back and watch it, it's not that funny to me. Corn- was when you were twelve? Yeah, but I'm saying like Cornholio isn't really that funny anymore. Was when you're twelve, right? Would I am trying still to is a little funny. <laughs> Well, because you're still 12. <laughs> Mentally, you are 12. <laughs> and I can't believe that this was all the way back in 2019. I've been truthful and consistent on every single level since day one. I would not be my mother's son if I was capable of one drop of what I've been accused of. Jesse Smollett oh. was brought in on charges that he filed a false police report alleging that he was the victim of a hate crime. And uh, we learned that back in 2019. On this, Dude, we've been talking about that for four years. Is he still in jail? I don't know. Did he? I don't know. He's not. I don't think he ever went to jail. Oh no! Remember, he like had a panic attack and they let him out or some weird thing like uh, that. Remember how many resources they devoted to that? Like the FBI flew in to investigate right. that. Well, what was a hate crime against a celebrity? It's Chicago. There's plenty of crime going on, and all those are just being swept under the rug because of this moron. Shows back up to his house with his subway sandwich after yeah. still being attacked. If I can say. Something, and I'm a little worried about saying it. Mm-hmm. Something stunk about that story from the first second I heard it. That's what the cops said. Right. The, the, the whole this is MAGA country thing in Chicago. Like that. That's the first thing I was like, wait, I don't think that there's a lot of Trump supporters walking around Chicago. The cops said he thought it was funky that he got beaten up and still picked up his subway sandwich. Well, and then the police show up and he's still wearing the noose yeah. that they supposed Like, what? It, what an idiot. <laughs> he, he did not. And then he's paying with a check. Yeah. Hey. Ah, whatever. All right, let's do some birthdays, man. Come on. Uh, celebrating a birthday today. You're probably a big fan of hers. You know, people, I think, ha- come sometimes to tattoo shop with, like, this idea, and it's just not practical, you know? Like, the bottom line is, is even though it means something to you, the first thing you want is for it to look good. Kat Von D. It's hmm. her birthday today. I honestly don't really even know her. Like, I, I, she was on I'm, MTV for a long time, right? Right, and then she was on that show Miami Inc. Um, for a long, for a long time. It. I liked Miami Inc. And I didn't even have any tattoos. Now I'm tatted. That's right. You know. You live the life now. I do. He's, what, he's got to be like, or she's, what, I have no idea, 45. Uh, no. <clears throat> she's only 41, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today. James Vanderbeek, a.k.a. Dawson's Creek. I heard he's a good, good dude. He seems like... And one of the most famous memes of all time is him crying mm-hmm. in that scene, which I've played that scene before. There's really no audio to it, so it doesn't really translate well to air. It's exactly how Kelly Jordan looks, by the way, when he cries, too. He's <laughs> how would you know? 45? Uh, you're cl- you must be a huge fan. You're close. He is the ripe old age of 46 today. Good for him. They're, uh, yeah, and th- but the, the meme of him, I bet, I bet you more people listening now know him from that meme than know him from Dawson's Creek. I never watched an episode of Dawson's was Creek. Was that 2000s or was that 90s? 90. That was because I was in high school and everyone was going crazy for that. Okay. Late 90s. All right, and of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well.